The um, Torah says that on every holiday, we are supposed to have two loaves of bread because the Jewish people were in the desert. So on Friday, Hashem sent a double portion of man. And so too, on every Shabbos and every Yontif, we have two loaves of bread. In Pesach is no different except for two loaves of bread, we have two matzahs. But on a night of the Seder, we have three. Why do we have three matzahs? The three matzahs because the Torah says that the matzah is called Lechem Oni. Lechem Oni, as the Gemara says, two translations of Lechem Oni. One translation of Lechem Oni means a bread, a bread that many things were recited upon this, on, upon this matzah, upon this bread. It means that you have, to, you, have, you have to say the Haggadah only after the matzah is brought to the table. But another meaning of the word oni is poor, poor man's bread. And what does a poor man do? A poor man doesn't eat everything right away. He, ta- he saves, he breaks things in, in parts and eats something today and something tomorrow. And that's why we break the matzah in half because it's supposed to be the, the bread of a poor person who breaks it in half. So because the matzah is broken in half, and we still need to have lechem lishna, and therefore we have we have three matzahs. That's the matzah. Now on the um, seder plate, we have really only five items. Well, there are six, but the sixth item is the first item, the karpas. The uh, we'll discuss what karpas is a little later. But the karpas, which we dip into the salt water, isn't really officially part of one of the items. The Torah says that when you say the story of leaving Mitzrayim, you have to say it when you have the matzah and the murder in front of you. The matzah, murder, and the Karim Pesach in front of you. So, so it used to be, actually, uh, it would be very soon, maybe be this, way, this year as well, that a night of the Seder, you would have not just the matzah and the murder, you would have a whole sheep on the table. Matzah, murder, and the sheep, the way we are shaking, we are gate, the way the sheep is, we on the table. So, we don't have yet the base of Migdash, hopefully we have very soon. So instead um, of having the, uh, the, the Korban Pesach, we have things to commemorate the Korban Pesach, and we have um, the murder and things connected to murder. That's the only thing that's on the Seder plate. And the Karpas, which is just brought in order to make the children wonder and stay awake at the Seder, that's not really officially part of the things that are needed at the time of the Haggadah, and that's why, even before we recite the Haggadah, if you finish eating the, the onion before, or the potato, or whatever you use for karpas, um, if you finish it, it's okay. You don't have to have anything else on the Seder. If you didn't, even if you didn't finish it, you don't need to have that item on the Seder anymore, because the whole thing you're supposed to have at the Seder are just the matzah and the murder and what commemorates the Paschal Lamb. So you don't even need to have the onion there anymore, and uh, it's just there to commemorate the, um, the, to keep the children awake. However, everything, that's just on one layer of Torah. Every Torah has many, many layers. And there's a whole arrangement on the, of the Seder plate. Many people think of the Seder plate as a circle. But according to the Alter Rebbe, it's not really a circle. It's two triangles. You have the top triangle, three items, or a segel. And another segel, another triangle on the bottom. So it's really two two triangles, and it's not really so uh, comfortable to have it with the matzah because the matzah is round. But that's what it is. It's two triangles on top of the on top of the uh, on top of the uh, matzah. 
So the first item we have in the top right is the Zraya. What is the Zraya? After the basin was destroyed, so we, we no longer had the Paschal Lamb, so our sages instituted that we should, instead of having the Paschal Lamb, we should have something to commemorate the Paschal Lamb. What should we have? So they instituted to put on the Seder plate the uh, the leg of a sheep. So they took a leg of a sheep, instead of having the whole sheep, have a leg of a sheep. Why specifically the leg? Because the word leg in Hebrew, Zreya, is connected to the word that Hashem used when He redeemed us from Egypt, Hashem will take us out of Egypt with an outstretched hand. So therefore, what was used was a leg of a sheep. But it, since it had too much in common with the, with the original sacrifice, and it looked like we were doing the mitzvah of, it looks like even out the base of Egypt, even out the temple, we're offering a sacrifice to Hashem. Therefore, in later generations, it was instituted that you should not use a sheep. Instead, you should use something which does not have, uh, and it, that cannot be possibly offered as a sacrifice. What should you use? Use a chicken. A chicken is something that's never offered as a sacrifice. This is a chicken's not offered as a sacrifice, so that would be something that, that could be used to commemorate the Paschal Lamb. On the one hand, it's commemorating it. On the other hand, it is, uh, it's something which wouldn't make you think that you're actually doing the mitzvah of the, of the Paschal Lamb, because it's, it's not something which could, could ever be offered as a sacrifice. Which part of the chicken? So use the same thing. Use, use the leg of the chicken. However, since there's a lot of meat on the, uh, on the leg of the chicken, it was later instituted not to use the leg of the chicken. Instead, to use the part of the chicken which has the least meat. Which part of the chicken has the least meat? The neck. Use the gargle. Use, a, use the, the neck of the chicken. And even the neck of the chicken which has the least meat of the chicken, we don't just use the the uh, neck, we, the previous custom was, was to remove some, most of the meat that was on the, on the neck, and so we roast the neck of the chicken, and you have to, you have to roast it before yontif, because we don't eat it. Um, and you're not allowed to um, uh, uh, roast something on yontif, which isn't used. So the only way to have a roasted chicken neck on yontif is if you roast it before yontif. What if you forgot to roast it before Yantif? So there, you could roast it on Yantif, providing you're going to eat it, but you don't have to, not supposed to eat it. So what do you do? You know what you're supposed to do? There's the only time you're supposed to eat. What we end up doing with the, most of the time with the chicken neck is we throw it out. But it's possible to eat it when? The next day, for lunch. You can eat night of the Seder because it's not supposed to eat roasted food in general on night of the Seder. Not supposed to eat food which is roasted meat or roasted chicken or roasted anything. Because, it, again, we don't want to do something which may be um, confused with offering the Paschal Lamb. And therefore, we, uh, we, we, we don't um, uh, cook, we, we cook things. We don't, we don't um, roast things night of the Seder. And even this unusual situation, we have to roast the neck of the chicken night of the Seder. You have to eat that the next day, not night of the Seder, because you don't want to eat anything roasted on night of the Seder. That's item number one, or number two on the Seder plate. Then we have, on the top left of the Seder plate, we have the, the uh, by the way, the Rebbe, his custom was, before he set up any, did anything in the Seder, he would first re- read the words of the, of the Haggadah, of the instructions. He would read out loud the words and instructions to himself before he did anything. He was so careful to do this that even when he got to parts which, like, you're not allowed to speak, as we'll see soon which parts of the Seder you're not supposed to speak, 
he would read the entire instruction before he began that part. So, he, so he'd be able to say all the instructions. So in the Siddur, it says a whole order of how you're supposed to put, bring your Seder plate, what item is supposed to be first, what item is supposed to be second. So, um, uh, it, so opposite on the, 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 um, the Zreya, we still call it a Zreya, even though it's not a Zreya anymore, it's not, a, it's not an arm anymore, it's a neck, we still call it a Zreya because of the original um, OG way it was done, the original way with the, with the leg of the sheep. Why do we have an egg? So there's two parts of why we have an egg. The simple part of the reason is because the Torah says that when you eat the Karim Pesach, you're not supposed to eat it out of hunger. Hungry. You're supposed to eat it when you are, you're supposed to eat it in order to make yourself full. You shouldn't. Oh, so in order to be able to consume the Paschal lamb when you are partially full, and the Paschal lamb will make you fully full, not that you're sick of eating, but just will completely satiate you, you have to eat something before. So, what do you eat before? So this, you, you would eat a uh, cooked carbon, uh, which is um, the carbon Chagiga, uh, that were offered, that were obligated to bring on Yontif, and uh, this was done every year uh, before eating of the Paschal lamb. You ate from the carbon you offered because you came to the base of Migdash, um, except for on Shabbos, because on Shabbos you're not allowed to bring that carbon, according to Basil. So therefore, um, on a year when Pesach falls out on Shabbos, every Pesach falls out on Shabbos, we don't mention. We change around the order of menapsachem and azvachem. We see menazvachem and apsachem. Usually, we have the other sacrifice we eat before the Paschal lamb, and then we eat the Paschal lamb. Therefore, we say menazvachem from the other sacrifice and from the Karm Pesach. But on on when when the day before Pesach is Shabbos, we cannot offer the other sacrifice. Therefore, we say menapsachem. We're going to merit. Mashiach is going to come. We eat the Karm Pesach, and only later on in the holiday do we offer the other sacrifices because you can't offer them on on Shabbos. Okay, so we have the egg to commemorate that sacrifice. It's cooked. And we also eat the egg. When do we eat the egg? We eat the egg in the beginning of the meal. Why do we eat the egg? We eat the egg. The egg is like a sign of, of mourning, just like we break a glass at a wedding. It's a time of celebration. We, don't, we, we, we want to remember that we want Mashiach to come, and this is not the does all and ends all ceremony, We're waiting for the coming of Mashiach. And therefore, we eat the egg just like a mourner in the first meal a mourner has to eat an egg for the first meal. Why an egg? Because the egg is round, and it resembles how life is a cycle. Uh, so therefore, in the beginning of Shulchan Eirech, in the beginning of the meal, even those who don't have a Seder plate, everyone eats an egg in the beginning of the meal. Why? Another reason why an egg was chosen is because the word egg in Aramaic means to desire. God desired to redeem us from Egypt, Baya. Baya means to desire in Aramaic. So since Hashem desired to redeem us, we use an egg which translates in Aramaic to desire. Okay. Then we finally have the mutter. So five minutes, by the way, is the Bechor with the egg the next day. Really? No, the first one is. There are two different kinds of Sephardic customs, and actually there's more. But we'll only do two. Okay. You guys took it out later. Now. What do we use for murder? So we use actually romaine lettuce and we use horseradish. It used to be that the custom uh, was specifically the best thing that says in Aruch to use for murder is lettuce, not to use horseradish. Why is it considered better? 
It's, if the Mara is supposed to remind us of the bitter times we were in Egypt, the Mara isn't, the, the Roman lettuce isn't bitter. The reason why it's considered good is because it exactly resembles the exile in Egypt. How did the exile in Egypt start? First, the Pharaoh came to us and said, we're going to pay you, it's going to be great, support, the, support your society. And then he was very bitter to us. So since he started off sweet and ended off bitter, so that is, resembles the romaine lettuce, which were in the ground. They start off being in the ground, and they're okay to eat. They stay in the ground for a long time, they get bitter. So they exactly resemble the pharaoh. However, when the Jews moved to colder climates, and it was harder to get the uh, romaine lettuce in the time of Passover, so horseradish was, was possible to get instead. And they became customary to use horseradish, simply because during the winter, horseradish grows in the ground, and romaine lettuce grows above the ground. So, so uh, horseradish was available even in those colder climates, and therefore people used, instead of using the romaine lettuce, they used, uh, when Jews moved to other countries to colder climates, they started to use horseradish. So although we are now living in a country where we could choose what we want, uh, we keep both customs, and we have the martyr, and we have the, the horseradish. The mitzvah of martyr nowadays um, is a mitzvah midrabbon, it's a rabbinic mitzvah. Why is it only a rabbinic mitzvah? Because the Torah says you're supposed to have the matzah with the martyr and the carbon pesach. So the Gemara says only when you have a carbon pesach, only you have a paschal lamb, is it a mitzvah to eat matzah and martyr. It's only because there's another pasuk which says to eat matzah and doesn't mention martyr, doesn't mention this paschal lamb, that we, that, matzah, that we know that matzah is a mitzvah to eat even if there's no martyr, even if there's no paschal lamb. But martyr is only a mitzvah to have biblically when a bidaraisa is only a mitzvah to eat martyr when you have a paschal lamb. And that explains why we have this whole order of eating matzah, then martyr, and then kairach. Why do we do all three? Why do we do, do, do it this way? Hillel said at the time of the Beis HaMikdash, since the Torah puts together the matzah and the martyr, so you have to eat the matzah and the martyr and the Quran Pesach together. The Chacham disagrees. You don't have to eat it together. So, since it's an argument, now we're only commemorating what was happening in the time of the Beis HaMikdash. So if we want to go according to all opinions, because Halacha wasn't ruled like either Hillel or like the sages, the Halacha wasn't ruled like either of them. So why not just have the Mats and the Mar together? If you want to fulfill all opinions, have the Mats and the Mar together. So the, the truth is that even according to Hillel, nowadays, you cannot eat the Mats and the Mar together. Even according to Hillel. Why not? Because the matzah nowadays is a biblical commandment. The martyr, according to Hillel, is only a rabbinical commandment to commemorate what happened time of the Beis So when you have matzah and a biblical commandment and a rabbinical commandment, they're done at the same time, so Allah says that the rabbinical commandment takes away from the biblical commandment. The rabbinical one somehow nullifies the value of the biblical commandment. And you will not fulfill the mitzvah of eating matzah if you ate it with the murder. Since you're doing the murder with the matzah, someone takes away from it. And therefore, even according to Hillel, since the mitzvah of murder nowadays, according to Hillel, is eat matzah with murder. And the biblical command is to eat matzah by itself. So if you ate the matzah with the murder, you won't eat the mitzvah according to anybody. So according to Hillel, what are you supposed to do? First, you spoke, according to Hillel, you're supposed to eat the mitzvah, eat, eat matzah. Now you did the biblical commandment. And then eat matzah and murder. He first eat matzah, then eat matzah and mar. Why do we do that? Why do matzah, then mar, then kairach? The reason we do that is because according to the other opinion, the opinion which we don't have a halacha, according to either of them, we, we try to uphold all the opinions, because halacha wasn't ruled like either of them. 
according to the other opposing opinion to Hillel, if you eat the murder after you eat the matzah, again with matzah, you eat the murder with matzah, so you have a rabbinical commandment to eat the murder. And the matzah you're eating is valueless, according to the sages. So just like the murder takes away from the matzah, because the matzah is biblical, and the murder is rabbinic, if you after you eat the matzah, then you eat matzah and murder together, according to the opinion that opposes Hillel, the Rabbanon, they would say that the mitzvah of the murder is being detracted by the matzah, because the matzah is just optional, and the murder is rabbinic. And therefore, to fill all opinions, we eat the matzah, then the murder, and we don't interrupt, we don't speak from the time we say the bracha on the matzah until we finish the kerech. Because the bracha has to go on the kerech as well. We don't want to interrupt between the bracha of the mitzvah and the mitzvah that, that is done. So first eat the matzah, then the murder to satisfy the opinion of the sages, and then eat the kerech to satisfy the opinion of Hillel. There are those who are very strict, and they don't speak from the time they make a bracha on matzah until after the itafikaymon. That's a very uh, strict opinion, and uh, we don't. Um, the altar says it's a, it's, it's a it's a very um, it's it's not necessary to follow that opinion. Okay, so in the so so if the mitzvah marks on the rabbanon, so we don't. So that's why we do the matzah first with the raisa, then the rabbanon, and the zechira. No, the mitzvah is over once you make the bracha on the mar. I mean, it's, not, it's only zecha the uh, but according you don't need, you don't need a bracha. What is the mitzvah? Why is there a mitzvah of to have mar? It's to, say, to remember the mitzvah of the raisa. Nowadays, there's no mitzvah to eat mar with the raisa. So all we're needing mar is to commemorate the mitzvah that was in time of the, of, of the base of right. So according to Hillel, the mitzvah is to eat mar with matzah. According to Rabbanon, the mitzvah is to eat mar by itself. So if you eat mar with matzah, according to Rabbanon, you're taking away from the mitzvah. Because you have something which is which is which is optional with their rabbinical commandment. According to Hillel, you need the matzah there because that's the mitzvah nowadays. Mitzvah, according to Hillel, the mitzvah of mar is mar with matzah. That's mitzvah according to Hillel. Even after Pesach. Right, it's a rabbinical mitzvah to commemorate the mitzvah that was done time of the base of Mingdash and when they had matzah mar together. Even though you don't have the Pesach, nowadays the mitzvah has matzah mar together. That's the mitzvah of mar. Mar means mar with matzah. Okay. Now on the Seder plate we also have the chareses. The chareses is made of three items. Your favorite. Your favorite. What's in the chareses? We have apples, pears, and nuts. Why apples, pears, and nuts? So, what are the chareses in general? The chareses in general is to commemorate the um, the mortar. Thank you. The Jewish people had to had to work on while they were enslaved in Egypt. They had to work to make to create this mortar. And to commemorate the slavery, we have the chareses in front of us at the Seder. But it's not only for the negative, it's also positive. The various items that are put into the chareses are also representative of the redemption and the Hashem's love for us. For example, the apples commemorate, well, the apples commemorate the devotion of the Jewish people to have children during the time of slavery. As the Torah says, that the Egyptians did not allow the Jewish, the Jewish people didn't have the ability to have children except for through the sacrifice of the women to, uh, to, to encourage their husbands to have children. And that was done out in the, uh, under the apple tree, says our sages. Um, then there is the mitzvah, then there is pears. Pears is a, a Kabbalistic thing. There's a Kabbalistic vision to have pears. And then nuts, it says, 
Yoratil Gina Sedgis, Hashem describes his descent to Egypt to redeem us to going down to the place of the nut. So that's why we have the um, the chares. In addition to those three items, there are there is a custom to have two other items. It says in the pasuk that we worked in Egypt, the chareshas even the chareshas eight. So we worked in wood and we worked in, in stone. So the word for stone <coughs> even is an acronym for those three words: apple, beren, nis. The Yiddish words for those three items, and the word for eights. Is uh, is an acronym for the Yiddish words that spe- that are uh, um, ginger and cinnamon. Eights is ingver and uh, don't remember, I don't remember how you say cinnamon in in Yiddish. Anyone know? Okay, that's Hebrew. So eights stands for for those other two items. Why do we have? No, 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 no. Sorry, guys. It's it's sadik. Ayin sadik. Ingver and uh, something with a tzad. Okay, so that's our onion. Okay, why need those two items in the, in the chareses? Because in addition to commemorating the mortar, we also want to commemorate the hay and the straw the Jewish people had to had to bring too. And when you take um, um, the ginger and cinnamon and you beat them, it's still you still have some kind of a ginger cinnamon. The, 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 when, you, when you when you beat them, okay. there's still there's still something there. Simmering. Simmering, thank you. Simmering. Very good. Thank you, Google. Thank you, uh, Vitali. So because after you beat it, it still looks like straw, that's why it, it's able to commemorate the uh, the, the other, um, not just the mortar, remember, commemorate the straw. But it's not our custom to do this nowadays. Why not? Because there was a time when, uh, when they would sell ginger, they would spray it with water and uh, flour. And although nowadays it's possible to avert that possibility, you're able to get a haksher, a kosher, to, to make it. But since it was, it, there was a time when ginger and cinnamon were a possible, um, uh, had hummus on them, therefore the custom remained not to use ginger <coughs> and cinnamon on Pesach and not to use them for the chareses. There's one more item in the chareses. What's the last item in the chareses I didn't mention? Nuts. I mentioned the nuts. The wine. wine. Why do they have wine in the chareses? So the wine is commemorate the blood. What? Which blood? So there's a Gemara Yerushalmi brings two opinions. One opinion is to commemorate the blood of the Egypt, of the Jewish boys that were that the, that, the, that the Pharaoh bathed himself in. It's to commemorate the exile. Another opinion is it's not to commemorate that blood. What blood is supposed to commemorate? The blood of. No. No, the plague of blood. The plague of blood. So it's either it's about the exile or it's about the redemption. So which one do we follow? If it's about the exile, you have to put wine into the chareses before you start. If it's about the redemption, so you don't have to, you have to have the mar in front of you when you say that God. You have to have the matzah in front of you when you say that God. You will need to have the wine in front of you also because if the wine is representative of the exile. But because the wine represents redemption, that's the that's the opinion that we favor. Therefore, we don't add wine to the chareses before we make the chareses. We add wine to the chareses later on. How do we add wine to the chareses? So our custom is even even when we make a kiddush, not only when we make havdalah, but even when we make kiddush, the wine is supposed to overflow. The wine overflows into the base of the cup. When the wine overflows, so you're supposed to take the chareses before you use it. And put it into the into the base of the wine cup, 
and then you, you, you mix it together with a charesis with your finger, and you do it this specific way because there's an issue on Shabbos of kneading dough. And although this year Pesach not fall, doesn't fall on Shabbos, but because when Pesach does fall out on Shabbos, there's an issue of kneading. So when it says that when you need something, when, if you want to add liquid to something on Shabbos, which may be considered like a dough, in many instances you're allowed to do it if you do two changes. One is you put the, you put the, the liquid there first before the, before the um, solidish uh, thing. Before you put the charesis, you put the wine there. Instead of using a regular thing to mix, you just use, you mix it with your finger. So the after, when you get up to the part we need the charesis, then you add the wine, you put the charesis into that, into that, into the base of your cup, and you also want to have the issue of, of gebrachs, of, of getting your matzah and everything else, so it's, it's, so it's easier way, it's easier to um, put it there. Okay, so um, now there's one more uh, thing I want to say about the karpas. The karpas, the karpas, um, also is commemorative of the redemption of the Exodus in, in Egypt, the redemption from Egypt, because the original karpas was celery. And celery, um, karpas in Hebrew, is connected to Samach uh, Perach, the 600,000 Jews who worked for hard labor in Egypt. And uh, the, the reason we don't use celery nowadays is because the Magan Avram says there's a question about the bracha of celery. Celery is usually cooked to, uh, and since it's usually cooked, eating it raw, there's a question of something that's always cooked. If you eat it raw, do you make a bracha on it? What bracha do you make? Do you make a bracha dama or make a bracha shahakal? Because if you're not using it for its usual function, you can't make the regular bracha on it. You can only make the bracha on it if it's used for its regular function. So if you're going to, which, which is also with the onion, if you cook an onion, the bracha on onion changes. Onion is meant to be very spicy. And if you cook it, it loses some of its, some of its, its flavor. What bracha is onion when it's cooked? Shakal. So we use a raw onion, but even a raw onion is also a question of the bra- So that's why we don't use the celery. But even the onion that is used is also a bit of an issue because you don't. If you, it's a very, if it's a very sharp onion, don't you don't eat it by itself. So the question can make a bra- it's bracha on it altogether. But since we use an onion which is not that kind of a sharp onion, we do see the bracha adam on the onion, and we have in mind for the, the, the this bracha should also cover. The um, bracha for the um, mother. Um not really relevant to the shear. But I just want to mention that um, when we eat the afikleimon, people are usually very full at the time. We supposed to make an effort to have two ounces, two kazesim of matzah, because the afikleimon commemorates not just the mitzvah of the korban pesach, but also the matzah that was eaten with the korban pesach, and therefore. We have two ounces at the time of the Afi Afikim. All right, any questions or comments? Our organization of the plate, which order? Author says all order. It says on top right is the first, it says how to put in first. He, he says first put 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 the Israel on the top right, then top, yeah. the connect the Lusmila Beitza. Then but then top left you put the egg. Then top Mara. And then you put down the mar in the middle. And then what do you say next? Uh Tachas, uh, uh, Azrea, and under the Azrea was under the Azrea. Under the Azrea is the Chareses. So that, that happened in a second. Uh,
I say I say it every year, but I still have a chance to forget it. We were supposed to say that God of the Shabbos. Yes. Right. Okay, so it's like the last thing you put is a chazeres, because Altus is and the So I think I think the order is then you think, then you do the um, the chareses and then I think you do the. Um, then the karpas and then the chazeres. I think so. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. The bottom. The bottom. You see? Is the, the order time. order when to put it in? Or what goes first? Mm-hmm. What, what? Yeah, it doesn't say what to put down first. Okay, it doesn't say what, what, what to put down first. That's why you go to get the plate with the picture. Chazeres, Karpas, Chazeres. Yudha says first Chareses and the Karpas and then the second Chazeres, the second one. All right. Alakabaruch.